You are listening to Handi Talks, a food media company. Welcome to Handiology, and today we have with us Esther David. Esther David is an artist, a sculptor, a historian, and she has currently written a book, uh, The Bene Appetit, The Cuisine of Indian Jews. Now that's one subject we never wondered about. Uh, sometimes that happens; the best of the cuisines get lost because of uh, a lot of reasons. Uh, there are the people do not record it. Uh, there is a lot of um, the, um, they do not uh, do that necessary effort to promote their cuisine. Uh, they are they are living it uh, very religiously. Uh, they are very passionate about it, but somehow things don't happen, and so many cuisines have been lost to time because of that. Uh, I think Telugu cuisine is one of those cuisines uh, which has not been recorded. So when I heard there is somebody writing about uh, the cuisine of the Indian Jews, I was extremely um, excited, curious. and uh, that's when uh, i read the book and uh, i think that's uh, one deviation for esther david who has written a lot of fiction and uh, um, she is a sahitya academy award winner uh, and for her this book on uh, indian cuisine, uh, cuisine of the indian jews uh, is something of a little deviation but a good one so mm-hmm. welcome esther david uh, thank you so much ma'am for being on our uh, podcast and uh, thank you for inviting me thank you and uh, i would like to tell our audience that as uh, you are in hyderabad uh, which is also from where we operate from and uh, unfortunately we could not meet you because of pandemic uh, otherwise we would have met you and spoken to you and shared yes. your experiences yes yes uh, ma'am tell us <clears throat> what uh, the, the cuisine of indian jews um, uh, starts from the time the indian jews uh, the jews are from israel have come to india so uh, you have uh, written books um, based on indian uh, jews and uh, that's something which uh, you have also spoken in a lot of international forums about this so tell us where did this whole idea come from uh, a little past story and to the present well i have always been writing about uh, jewish life because uh, we are very uh, very very mini microscopic community in india today we are about say 5000 in india yeah. and uh, slowly with time uh, i don't know how, how many there will be uh, but so far i have only written fiction about uh, indian jews because uh, whenever i was invited for literature for conferences i saw that there was hardly any uh, sort of literature which was written by indian jews and insiders jews so and i myself my first novel was about searching for what it means to be an indian and a jew in india it's a very uh, it's a very conflicting situation because uh, the the religion itself is uh, a sort of a it, sort of we practice observe it at the synagogue mostly and also at home two places uh it's never done anywhere else so very few people know like always uh, after the launch of the french uh, translation of my one of my books people wanted to know oh there are jews in india and they wanted to literally touch me and make sure that yes i'm real so that is how uh, this whole journey began but in my mind the my first novel was not uh, sort of something about i just wanted to understand uh, my background uh, my family everything 
to be Jewish, what it means to be Jewish with a name like Esther in India. How do you sort of, and there were a lot of conflicts because uh, we were surrounded by a cosmopolitan society. I come from Gujarat, Ahmedabad. Yes. And so what happens that uh, a lot of Gujarati culture uh, we imbibe our, in our daily life also. But basically, because uh, more than 2000 years back, we landed in Alibag, it's a shipwreck. I'm talking of the Bene Israel Jews. Before that, the Cochin Jews had already arrived with King Solomon's ships for trade. But uh, there was persecution to th more than 2000 years back in Israel and the Bene Israel Jews came uh, fleeing from the Greek persecutors and landed on Alibag coast where there was a shipwreck. And that Maharashtrian culture, so we have a very strong Maharashtrian culture in our uh, cuisine, that is the Bene Israel I'm talking about. Wherever uh, we have landed, we have uh, integrated with the communities. But as we have very strict laws of uh, dietary laws, we also uh, sort of, uh, we are attracted but not allowed to have it. So we had to make our own uh, sort of, uh, to, according to the law, we had dietary law, we had to make our own cuisine. Uh, mm -hmm. These were a sort of very secret little areas of Jewish life. Uh, like Cochin Jews, uh, uh, I will talk a little later, but the Bene Israel I will talk because I am a Bene Israel Jew. Yeah, so Bene Israel basically means uh, from Maharashtra. So, and, uh, so you see the title yeah. itself, the title yeah. itself, Bene Piti. Yeah. is taken like Bene Israel, Bene Ephraim of Andhra Pradesh. So the children of Israel in Hebrew, basically. Yeah. So I mixed that word of uh, like Bon Appetit into Bene Appetit. <laughs> so that it sort of coincides with uh, food and the community. This is how. So each community, the five communities I have written about have come to India at different times. The first is the Cochin Jews. The second is uh, the Bene Israel Jews. That is the Western, Western India. Goes from Maharashtra to Gujarat. And then there are the Baghdadi Jews who came from the Middle East. Yes, and first they came to, actually very interestingly, they came to Surat in Gujarat. Oh. And yes, and uh, because we have proof of that. We have uh, graveyards, we have some monuments, you know, that the Baghdadis first came to Surat. Did they come for the trade? Yes. Yes. And then they went to Bombay. And then some stayed on, like the Sassoon family, who is very well known. And then the others went to Kolkata and stayed there. So that is how they are known as the uh, Jews of uh, Kolkata uh, Baghdadi Jews. This Basically, these were the three Jewish uh, uh, sort of uh, communities which were known for a very long time. That's all we knew when I was growing up at least, that these are the three main Jewish communities. And uh, uh, they were in large numbers, but today, as most have immigrated, not only to Israel, but other Western countries, uh, we have very few left, but the largest number is the Bene Israel Jews in Maharashtra. Yeah. So, when did you discover there were uh, Jews, uh, Indian Jews in um, Andhra Pradesh? 
of course there's also eastern i mean uh, the mizoram is also again yeah. another uh, set of jewels see uh, let me just uh, I, i will th- specify the whole thing that about say 67 60 years back or 50 like some i would say not only that but in i mean late 70s we started here in 80s we started hearing about the name from jews of andhra pradesh and the bani menash jews of uh, northeast that is mizoram and manipur slowly it was coming till then we thought there are only three communities but we happened to be five communities and with each conference that i went to there were a lot of foreign scholars talking about these jews and they had written a lot of papers and books and everything about uh, indian jews but my uh, search was more for the inner life how do you as i told you in the beginning how do you be indian and jewish you know we are we are we are sort of surrounded by so many attractions like say we have a dietary law like dairy based food is not mixed with meat dishes so what do you do uh, we are attracted but we cannot have it so the matriarchs and patriarchs of those days they discovered coconut milk so coconut milk is used extensively in uh, indian jewish cuisine that is to keep the law and even if you have uh, uh, dairy based or milk based foods there has to be a 5 hour difference between both that is the law so yeah that's a type of that, that's what it, and also was, it was very interesting to read that how the food is washed thoroughly Uh, yes. in salt water whether it is a non vegetarian or even mm. vegetable yes. and uh, that's very interesting yes so that there is so when, that uh, what is what is the law the dietary law of kosher that nothing that should not be had is had that's why mm. everything is women have to work harder even for our festivals like in the west uh, you can get off the rack everything in shops in india we have to make it ourselves this is one big difference uh, because uh, we have to keep the law we have to make according to the festival but as it is not available in shops we make it ourselves like right? there's something called i've written about date shira you know for passover and that's the time uh, this is not available <laughs> in bottles you know <laughs> they have to be soaked and cooked and stirred and things like that so that is how so for kosher wine you have a grape juice and <laughs> Yes. And, yes. Yeah, that's yes. that's how I think. That's how the cuisine also emerges. That's why there is a separate cuisine for Indian Jews yes. because yes. of these uh, yes. influences and adaptations. Yes. Which, what is very interesting, I myself uh, was uh, not fully aware that there were Bene Ephraim uh, Jews in um, Andhra Pradesh. I have come to Hyderabad before once uh, during a women's conference. and that's the time i wanted to see actually after the women's conference i wanted to see the sarajan museum but i was not i did not know the second time i came and then what happened i started uh, i i received a sort of a, what to call a, a small film made by uh, french jews mm-hmm. about the bene ephraim jews and during this time while i was teaching at school of architecture sept university one of my students uh, anjali who is uh, now in bangalore she her thesis she was talking to me a lot about 
uh, synagogues and she was writing about uh, the indigenous material used in uh, uh, Indian synagogues and she sent me a photograph of uh, a, a synagogue from Machilipatnam and I was and then she traveled all the way she took photographs she met the people and she and at that time also I kept it on the side but I saved her uh, thesis because I said this is very important material uh, so uh, and then I, I came to know uh, so when I got this project to I decided to work on this uh, like it has been a very slow process that we talk about our inner life we talk about lifestyle we talk about everything but we because of the dietary law there is everything is different so while I was writing the project the two things two I told you that we only knew about three now we have five but in five northeast there are two more Manipur and Mizoram is a different way totally totally yeah. different they are both to, uh, different way of cooking different way of uh, observing but they are both known as Bini Menashe so many Ephraim Jews uh, again uh, children of Ephraim uh, they must have uh, come here um, earlier than what we know um, but the, what has happened that except for Cochin Jews and Baghdadi Jews we don't have documents so uh, I, uh, I asked uh, this uh, student and uh, some others who were making films and working there foreigners and they sent me uh, a set of a small uh, email ID of uh, Jai Kumar I've written about him. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so, Jai Kumar, I wrote to him and it was normally, it has been a very long process. Everybody doesn't uh, immediately answer. You have to make many phone calls. But he answered immediately. And uh, after I told him, and then I called him, and there have been several phone calls and several emails and exchanges and everything. And uh, he welcomed us. So very interestingly, I was very attracted that, okay, these these are all well-known, you know, Bombay, uh, Cochin, Kakra, yes. well-known. I wanted to start with something not yet known. And that was, uh, so we came to Hyderabad, we uh, changed the plane to Vijayawada and Jai Kumar, Doctor is a doctorate in thing, and he received us. And what a great uh, sort of a reception it was to and took us all the way to Machili Patna. There's one place I can never forget. I mean, there are two three places, and one is Mizoram, uh, which I really love. Mizoram, and what is close to my heart is Machili Patna, and. Uh, we had to go by taxi from the airport and then near the sea. Very beautiful and, Yes. And yes. Uh, uh, the whole community from different uh, towns, villages, cities, they had all come there. First, we, it was Shabbat Friday evening. So we had to rush. <laughs> and uh, after the prayers were done and everything, and then we met the women and we were, I mean, uh, we were really honored that... Uh, uh, sort of, they had come to know that what I have been doing, my novels and everything, and it was one of the most beautiful uh, 
days that two three days that i spent in machali patnam i really loved it and the synagogue what do you i know you've written much about the food that you like there but the i also was wondering the synagogue is beautiful small beautiful okay otherwise everywhere you have this grand buildings so basically it's interesting to know that it's just not in machli patnam because you mentioned the people from all over the places uh, surrounding areas came down so also um, you have mentioned a lot about the food and i was also reading and i was quite amazed about uh, i'm sure uh, the the, the uh, jews of machli patnam had come many 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 years ago because uh, the the way the food is completely almost like the telugu cuisine and uh, even on the special days i in one on one of the days they make ariselu um, and uh, a lot of and uh, you were, uh, lot you of know, other food these are specifically had according to the law that yes. on this festival like purim we have this sweet on this we have this so it goes like that it, it is not just uh, like because it is available but because it is um, according to the specification of the festival each yeah. festival needs a specific food and that is what was seen and i was amazed Let's say uh, one thing that uh, I saw fish eggs after a very long time. Uh, as a child, uh, I remember in, uh, in Western India, it was a sort of fish eggs was part of the Venezuelan food. And here, I, I was like uh, so fascinated. And uh, also, yeah. yes, they have. strong uh, influences of local but there are some little things that we have to see you see the sesame chutney sesame chutney till chutney that you make here yeah till chutney to me it is very similar to tahini you know very similar yeah if you really and 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 the other things also whatever they make and they make sure that there is no milk based you look at the, all the recipes no milk based even the whole idea of colored rice you know colored rice and uh, i think it was uh, very interesting for me to uh, study that and uh, the second thing is that uh, according uh, many people have questioned me why has it written according to the climate because you see on friday night uh, friday afternoon we finish cooking uh, what you call uh, finish cooking uh, what you call food for two days that is from friday afternoon to saturday evening now according to the climate they used to make the food so yes. that on saturday they don't have to cook but it stays and saturday evening they would have it so uh, i i had to argue that yes uh according and they they were so uh because we cannot cook according and they are quite uh they follow the law so they didn't want to cook on saturday so whatever they made on friday was had to be good enough to be eaten on saturday till saturday so basically the adaptation yeah friday 7 o'clock to saturday 7 o'clock it should work Oh, any any any, uh, any uh, dishes that you remember which you have not mentioned in the book but uh, you remember you eating see, in the uh, you see uh, i write i uh, my sh- my stays were very short very short stays you know here so uh, after that with jaykumar what was very wonderful 
I have to mention this to you is that the congregation, that's the Jewish community, which had collected there, he distributed, uh, uh, I had brought forms. Uh, I mean, how, what do you eat and which festival you eat and when do you eat? They eat a lot of boiled eggs though, so they love boiled eggs and <laughs> it is part of the this thing. And uh, he said that uh, it was written, my, my questionnaire was in English. I was amazed that he sat down and got everything printed in Telugu and all the women and men and even children have filled up these forms unfortunately I haven't brought them otherwise I would have shown them to you is that I was mentioning it's not that they do not care about it they definitely like feel about their identity and they are very passionate about their and and then he translated back into from Telugu to Okay, who would do that to me for me, you know? And he hardly knew me, and we became very good friends eventually. And then uh, we, by phone call, emails, and I took a lot of photographs with a friend there. So it was, uh, I have a large collection of uh, the life of Bene from Jews of Andhra Pradesh. And I'm, uh, one of my uh, most happy moments was spending time uh, sometimes. Few spoke English and then we had to figure out a lot, but it was all written. That was, uh, I think, uh, I think it's, it's a very good document. I may not yeah, understand. A very important document. Um, a very important document, which I have kept. Important. Yes. And then he had designed it with a little star and the Bene French use uh, their own little symbols and they have a calendar and everything. So some years ago, we would have actually had a document of how they came down. So that's where that's where I think it's important to record history. And when, as as you write about the Jews, or uh, what do you think about this whole connection with food, culture, and history? I think you I you kind of dabbled in all the three, sir. Can you repeat your question? Food, culture, yes. and history. Yes. I said I feel that there is a there is a very uh, interesting connection between food, culture, and history. And when you're studying one, let's say history, at, yeah. You see, uh, basically, culture is of uh, what called homes, families, communities belongs there. Artifacts, food, clothing, everything amounts to that. Your where you come from, we never forget. You know, even if we don't have, but we never forget from where we come from and who we are. So it's a lot. It's a, as I've always said, it's a bit of a secret life. So that's one part of the culture, according to the law and if you read the bible you will come across a lot of things that during this festival you make this food during this festival you know, and they have even if it is got a very strong uh, influence of regional cuisine but it as they came from the persian belt and traveled up to the northeast and beyond so there there is a mixture and then again they came down south to andhra pradesh so there is a mixture of everything, but it is so subtle that you have to really study it in detail. So all the three connect together for me, in my mind, in that little synagogue and Machali Patna and the community. Absolutely. So I just want to ask you a little it's about the heritage. The it's the heritage uh, that they have preserved so beautifully. 
absolutely in their own way yes yes so uh, i would like love to ask you about the northeastern also um, yes. but before that i just want to ask you you did mention in your interviews you spoke a lot about the gongura and the gongura chicken so that's uh, that's an andhra speciality and uh, uh, you, you spoke about it so i said i thought you should tell the listeners about what you felt about eating one of the specialties of it andhra it is uh, uh, an incredible experience for me that i knew about gongura i'd heard about gongura but i did not know what it would be like maybe one half one fourth teaspoon of pickle i may have tasted somewhere but i can't remember but what happened that uh, i have a friend from hyderabad who uh, and her family lives in hyderabad and her sister one day uh, cooked all the recipes from one of my books and it went online oh. yes and dwitya oh dwitya raghavan yes and then uh, when i was here the last time uh, they were all here this is the family was here and uh, i requested her that i cannot understand uh, chicken uh, curry in gongura with gongura leaves so she made it for me with colored rice it was incredible oh. and these are the ways that besides the inputs besides the uh, machili patnam spend, uh, spending having three four dinners there all the phone calls all the things but the demonstration right there made all the difference of seeing and the color rice is very intriguing the color yeah color and i thought it would be a little uh, different taste but it was absolutely i couldn't stop <laughs> it was very good yes. yeah exactly yeah. Uh, very very interesting so this is how you know and then i have i also have somebody in amdabad uh, called julie pingley who has been my sort of look, uh, sort of food inputs and uh, cooking for me in the synagogue there is a small kitchen in amdabad uh, so every little thing that suppose i didn't get the input we would make it there and that's how i would understand and write about it that's how it was so i believe there's a lot of poha made uh, yes, in, uh, yes. in, yes. in a lot of people a lot of people are involved in this uh, making of the book and uh, in innumerable phone calls innumerable emails innumerable photographs coming myself also i had we had not taken part of it so northeastern uh, was very again very 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 intriguing when i was reading about the northeastern uh, jews and uh, and that was something which as you said uh, as it was amazing to hear about andhra pradesh we didn't even being from here we didn't know about them and and uh, yes uh, even northeast so how was it northeast must have been very uh, for you at least uh, english saves me everywhere you know and even when uh, comes to ben israel i'm not good at marathi either <laughs> I'm a very Gujarati, Hindi, uh, English, that sort of uh, thing. So English is the savior. In Mizoram, I was quite worried about not being able to understand. But again, uh, through uh, uh, Dr. Margaret Zama, who is at the university there, I met her at a conference in Israel, and I told her, and we were always together, uh, and I said. I'm, I'm, I want to work uh, about the food of the Jews of Mizoram, Ben Minash, and she, uh, I had already written to her, so she was carrying a small book for me about the Jews of 
Mizoram. So that became a very uh, important. And then she gave me two, three, two phone calls. Now, I can tell you after 25 phone calls, I could reach one person. <laughs> oh my God. The, the head of the community. And uh, exactly. they were, uh, and, and then they told me how to reach uh, Mizoram. And uh, it was again, it always happens that I land up on the Shabbat Friday. And Saturday is not an intervention. Friday. It's sort of, <laughs> I don't know. It's sort of something to do with some reason that I land up always. And you know, in my mind, I keep on, when I'm planning, I forget. So yeah. I have always landed up on a Shabbat. So I again got to see an, another world and such beautiful people. And in all these regions, including many French Jews, you see, everywhere, if they speak Telugu English, but they say their prayers in Hebrew. Marathi, English, say their prayers in Hebrew. Kochi, uh, Malayalam and uh, English, but say their prayers in Hebrew. Calcutta, same. Yeah. Say the prayers in Hebrew. Mizoram, Manipur, say the prayers in Hebrew, but speak in other languages, regional. Yeah. So, the, you know, when you are talking of culture, even the uh, food of the country of origin and regional influences have come together and created another thing. Only thing, uh, as I told you earlier, we lead very secret lives. Because we have a long history of uh, persecution. Uh, so it's very difficult to, if you are in the street, unless we are in the synagogue and we are wearing the capers uh, or covered heads and the prayer shawls, only then you know that these are children. Otherwise, in the street, you will not. Yes, I said, Mizoram, what, what was it? Uh, what was the most intriguing part of it? When did you, uh, the discovery itself must have been a, a great, uh, exciting yes. thing. At first, I thought, how am I going to find anything? And then <laughs> when I found this family, uh, Tamar, Yonathan and his mother Tamar, it was an amazing revelation about the food. And then, I kept on sending me photographs and writing recipes and sending me and every time I would phone, I think phone has been, the cell phone has been very important uh, and uh, less than email also, talking, the words. And but I you must have so much more of information, right, as in, uh, with, after talking and... Uh, but you know what I, I write, so much always uh, I write a lot of surplus. Uh, yes, you see, uh, different people say different things. So I've always gone by what I believe in and what I can understand. And then I double check with a lot of others all over the world and find out what exactly it is and only then. And if I think that it is, uh, I cannot, I don't think it can be like this, I have nothing to do. But I have, I have a large collection. <laughs> so do, they, do these people, the, the Jews of India, have any memories of when they have come? They, uh, I, I, evidently no. in Andhra Pradesh, there is no documentation at all. Any other place that had any documentation? Only Kochi. 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 And uh, Bagdadi Jews. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Yeah. It's so all oral. Oral, oral, oral. Okay. So, do they oral. remember any part of the history? Oral memory, prayers, everything oral. Later on, through uh, the British, the Dutch, the American, and the Jewish diaspora all over the world, 
now we have uh, all our communities have a lot of information and very interestingly uh, they are so uh, they follow the jewish religion so uh, uh, correctly and with such thing and they know everything but there is no written document yeah. even in coaching yeah. you know there are such few so, left ex- very few left mm. very few same with kolkata but they, everybody remembers even when they leave india and go to other countries they never forget and some of them even continue to cook in the same way this is their cuisine and uh, yes. Yes. it's always a cuisine that you grow up with is what is comfortable or when i kind of observe that most of your work has something related to the jews in terms of the history yes. and in terms of going back in time so i believe in some things uh, like say um, let me tell you a little about myself i believe in preservation of heritage and i have been involved with the city of ahmedabad for a very long time in terms of heritage and indigenous unesco world heritage city and uh, we are all part of it and that i have written a lot about it and i have written a book also about it so for me in the same way the, the uh, you know to be a jew in india it's a cross cultural conflict that we go through one side uh, you are attracted but you know that according to the jewish law you cannot do this so you keep yourself away as a, it's a conflict yet you are so indian you can even wear a bindi you look totally like an indian but you are a jew so to keep that balance is very good so i believe preservation of all the jewish uh, rituals food everything lifestyle everything uh and it has been sometimes it's not been fully conscious because i am a storyteller by nature <laughs> so i believe the heritage of food the heritage of our jewish architecture even uh, in india wherever i find that there are some synagogues uh, or some graveyards which are being demolished and the first one to raise the walls so i think uh, preservation of uh, heritage is the law of my life absolutely so as i just repeat the question all which uh, which you need not left unanswered that was what is your next plan i mean what is what are you working on um, next it will i'm back to fiction <laughs> well of course uh, your fiction is no less uh, his, i mean uh, i'm back to fiction no because i'll tell you that uh, we we are a diminishing community with 4000 in the whole of india uh, although some of some areas have been given minority status but about lifestyles interest me a lot the young people the old people how we create the balance between india and uh, being indian and jewish that's my main theme in all my novels and that will continue yes what a addition to our uh, content uh, so thank you so much thank you nice meeting you nice talking to you man thank you so much for being with us pleasure it was a pleasure to know you all listening to handi talks a food media company hope to see you soon with another exciting guest Until then stay safe stay healthy